Welcome to episode number 45 of the Truth and Dare podcast. Today we are talking about self-love and what the F that even means. We don't know, but we're working on it and we'll talk about it today. We also have a really exciting uh, reveal that we will be sharing with you on this episode, something we hinted at last week and we can't wait to talk to you about it today. Before we kick this off, we are going to do our favorite little ditty, which is our review of the week. This week's review of the week comes from Amy K. La Brie. She says, life changer. I've been following the Todd ladies quietly for a while now, but just recently made it a regular. Their podcasts are relatable, real, and heck, sometimes funny as hell. I love Slug in the Honey. I feel every podcast has something I can relate to and use their inspiration in my own life. These ladies care about empowering women and we need more of this. The future is 100% female. Hell yeah, it is, Amy. Thank you so much. We love seeing your reviews and we love knowing that you guys are listening. If you'd like to drop us a review of the week um, or drop us a review rather, please head over to iTunes and share with us what this podcast has meant for you in your life. And maybe we will highlight you next week. And even if we don't, we'll definitely read it. Thank you so much for being a part of our tribe and let's kick off this episode. Welcome to Truth and Dare, a podcast dedicated to female empowerment through living our truth and daring to change. Hi, I'm Carly Talbot. And I'm Allie Van Fossen. Okay, slug in the honey. I'm really feeling it, especially since our review of the week reminded us how much we love talking about our slug in the honey. So, My current slug is my period has arrived and I am sans heating pad on the sailboat and I just have a really rough first day. I always have my cramps are in high gear and they just were taunting me all day yesterday. I woke up with them taunting me and I'm looking forward to them simmering down. Um, I don't mind getting my period. It's just that first day is really tough on me. So that's my slug. What's going on in your honey, Carl? Um, yeah, I'm just doing pretty good, but just like dealing with the reality of living on the boat and having some technical difficulties with trying to produce a high quality podcast. So in the last week, I would say maybe week and a half, Ali and I have had four failed interview attempts. The first two were not so bad. The first three, really. The fourth one was just a total and complete epic fail on an amazing interview. And it just goes to show that technology can be challenging when you leave the comfort of your high-speed, five-speed LTE, (laughs) like whatever it's called. Um, And so we're working on trying to continue to just create high-quality content and hopefully still be able to bring guests on the show. And maybe not. Maybe you guys are just going to listen to me and Allie. Just just keep talking. I I, That's what it's looking like based (laughs) on the internet available in the Caribbean. 
You guys are going to hear a lot of Allie and Carly living our truth and daring to change. And like she said, talking. Yeah. So you better stick around because there's going to be some good stuff coming your way. And we're thinking about starting to share just what's happening on our travels and um, breaking up some of the truth bomb lessons with some more lighthearted sharing of our journeys and what we're learning living on a sailboat. So look out for those conversations coming your way too. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited. We're going to give you guys, you're like going to be our audio diary. I don't know if that sounds cool. Let us know. That's what we're thinking. But anyway, on to today's topic, which is self-love WTF. (laughs) I mean, there's so many reasons why we're talking about this. The first is that it's Valentine's day. Happy Valentine's day. Thanks, wife. Right back at you. I got you one of those like cards attached to a candy bar. I bet you those don't even exist here in the Caribbean. Like you used to hand out in elementary school. (laughs) Remember the little box, the little, you make a shoe box and then everybody put their card in. It took a lot of preparation. I know. I wonder if our kids will do that. Probably not. Let's hope not. (laughs) Anyway, it's Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day is a lovely day because it's all about love, but I think it also brings up a lot of strange emotions in people, whether you're single or in a relationship. Mostly in my experience and Allie's too, there's a lot of unrealistic expectations that come along with Valentine's Day. You think you're going to have this fairy tale romantic comedy movie-esque day where your knight or lady in shining armor shows up with three dozen roses and it's the perfect day and you're like frogging in a field or your whole bed's covered with flower petals and the bathtub. Who knows? I don't know. It never happens. Um, If it's happened to you, that's awesome. (laughs) But the reality is it doesn't really happen and it usually never goes as planned. And we set up these huge emotions and these huge ideas only to sort of be let down at the end of the day. And it leaves us feeling kind of defeated. And I don't know, it's just one of those days that's gotten this weird energy around it. Some people are obsessed with it, but I would say the majority of my girlfriends often say, I hate Valentine's Day. I hate Valentine's Day. (laughs) Myers and I have had our worst arguments on Valentine's Day, like leaving the house, slamming the door, not coming home type of argument. And it's because you wanted the flowers on the bed. All the unrealistic expectations. (laughs) I I don't know what happens to us. Yeah, it's um, it's strange, right? And so we felt like there is this really bizarre vibe around the day and what better day or what better time to talk about self-love than on a day that is devoted to love. Absolutely. So when brainstorming this conversation, you know, I think the lesson we want to share with all of you ladies is that let's not fall into the trap and fall into the drama and feeling sorry or pitiful or unworthy Instead, why don't we love ourselves enough to not go there, right? Like first and foremost, stop, drop, and pause wherever you are. Place your hands over your heart. Close your eyes and say to yourself, I love you. I love you. I love you. 
And that's something you can say to yourself over and over. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. Also, when we talk about loving yourself enough to not fall into any trap, it's about making one good decision every day. The small steps lead to the big changes. I'm someone who likes to try to do everything all at once, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, but it's really about the small steps. I can't preach that enough. Also, I think the lesson here is letting go of relying on others to bring us the love that we desire and deserve. Of course, both of us on the mic, we love our husbands, we love our family members and our friends, and they bring us a lot of joy. But the only reason that these relationships are so successful is because we love ourselves first and foremost, and our partners and our family and our friends second. We do the work consistently on us, and then it gives us that cup runneth over, and we can serve other people and also serve this podcast community. Absolutely. And I know how romantic or like cushy that might sound to some of you listening. Oh, if I can just love myself enough, then everything will be fine. And we completely understand, which is why we wanted to approach self-love from this kind of question mark place. So if you're feeling like that all sounds really great, but you're not really sure how to get there or that self-love is something that you're toying with, but you're having a hard time still relying on that happiness from other people, or you're totally in love with yourself, but you still have days where you're really down, which honestly, Ali and I fall into all three of those categories, I would say. Let's break it down. Where does this confusion come from and why is it so hard for us as women particularly, to break through this threshold and to really give ourselves the love that we deserve so that we can love other people. Talking about being a woman, I mean, it's just a part of all of our DNA. Allie and I really try to explore and trace back when did our first issues with self-worth and self-love show up. And of course, um, the teenage years were the first ones to pop up, particularly those years around middle school to high school when things got really shaky. You're just so easily influenced. And if you have the pleasure and also the curse of falling into the wrong group of people, it can be really um, influential for how you view yourself for many, many, many years to come, which Allie and I have both honestly struggled with. I think that we're still dealing with facing these demons that we dealt with when we were teenagers over 10 years later. And it's funny how these little behaviors don't seem to matter so much when you're a kid and how much they translate into your life as you grow up. So then, you know, you go through middle school and high school and you're influenced by all these other women and you're told everything about you is wrong, even if you're thin and pretty, you're never thin and pretty enough. And if you're not thin enough, then you're fat. And if you're too dark or you're too light or your skin's ugly or your hair's frizzy, I mean, ugh, I could go on and on. And then we morph into our adulthood and we seem to carry this with us unless we really decide to heal from it. And we go from being young, impressionable teenage girls to old, impressionable adult women. 
you enter marriage, for example, and there's a whole new slew of pressure to be a certain housewife, to live up to a certain perspective on social media, to have a Pinterest perfect house. From people we know who have had children, we're not there yet, but you have children and you enter into a mommy war with other moms and you're trying to put on, again, the same facade. It's almost like you're still wearing the same costume that we wore when we were 12 or just wearing it in a new way as we enter our 30s, 40s, and beyond. Um, and it's just this sort of constant keeping up with the Joneses that happens as women. I don't find that men deal with this as much. I, and I don't know, I'm not a man, but I can speak on behalf of the men in my life. It doesn't seem like they've had these same struggles. And I think the way that we break through it is we talk about it and we're honest about the things that we've gone through, the moments that have shaped us and molded us to have a distorted views of ourselves. And we would just love if we could just call bullshit on all the brainwashing that we've had to go through up into this point. Amen. Amen. We're calling bullshit. I mean, the the picture you just painted is so true of what did unfold for me and I know for you and I'm sure for many of you listening. And then we reflected on some friends and some family members who had some other struggles growing up, kind of the opposite of us. But interestingly enough, we came from the same household or similar type of parents. And it's just so mind-blowing that whether you're in one group or the other group at that age, and whether you're taking one path or the other as an adult, the pressure to perform like never subsides until you decide to call bullshit on it and come from a place of self-love, right? And we understand that air quotes, loving yourself isn't easy. And uh, like Carly said, we can relate. You know, we're healing from a lot of stuff that we're just now realizing was really mm, like ingrained into who we are. Um, some of the ways we were treated by other women, by men, by society, we're really learning to unpack it and talk to one another about it and talk to our friends and family about it and then try to change the behavior. But damn, it's so hard. Um, and then for those of you who deal, I mean, we're right there with you with body image issues your self-worth, who who are you to share with the world and do something outside of the box, uh, your ability to be productive and create and reach your goals. Um, those of you who are recovering from any type of emotional trauma or traumatic relationships, like how dare you love yourself? You know, you're in this place of feeling guilt and shame. I was just watching yesterday some of the uh, USA Gymnasts um, do their, what am I thinking of? What sort I'm thinking of or when they approached Larry Nassar on the stand and all of them had the same thread of, we feel so much guilt and shame around being victims and survivors. And thank God they have all of them to come together to kind of battle that feeling. But for those of you who are listening in and who also have had to deal with being a victim or a survivor, I mean, we just really feel so sorry that you have to be in that place and that you can't air quotes, love yourself, or it might feel like a huge challenge. And for all of you listening that are relating with what we're saying, you know, our message to you is we see you, 
we acknowledge your pain and we are here with you and we want to break down this barrier between self-love and how it can be really um, put on a pedestal and it's talked about so much in social media and online digital platforms and it can be really challenging to actually do in your own life, right? Like it looks really easy in a square box and then doing it daily to build a foundation is where the challenges come in. So again, we see you, we acknowledge you, and we are here with you and we're going to break it down, right? Like what the fuck is (laughs) self-love? Beautifully said, my friend. So what the fuck is self-love? We know that these words, self-love, self-care, self-worth, blah, 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 self-everything, they're super overused. They're almost buzzwords that um, are just thrown up on a screen to make people click on something. And it's not to say that it's not a good word. I mean, we're really guilty of using these words too. The problem is we're just not sure how else to describe it. Um. Self-care to me has almost become this unicorn thing where it's unattainable, but it's just used in this context of describing these picture-perfect lives. And first of all, if anyone knows a better way to describe it, let us know. You can tag us on Instagram and we'll have a conversation about that. But what we want to do is break through that unicorn magical idea because what we know for sure is that practicing self-care leads to self-love. And there are a million ways that you can do it. There's also a million ways that you can um, halt yourself from moving forward. And sometimes I think that we are our own worst enemies in in that respect. So what can we do? I think the most important thing is we have to ditch this all or nothing mentality. I'm not going to go on my 8 millionth rant about meditation and journaling right now because you guys know how I feel about that. But I think the first thing we got to let go of is that all or nothing idea. And how many of us fall victim to that? Like, I do. Me and Ali are both raising our hands right now. (laughs) For example, um... You are committing to eating healthy. You're fully committed, right? And then something happens and you spend the day drinking and then you're slamming a pizza and then you're like, fuck it, right? Fuck it. Already fucked it up. I'm just going to keep doing this for the next three days. Or you plan to be incredibly productive. You have so much to do on your to-do list. You're going to like, this is the week you're going to get it all done. And a couple days go by and life gets in the way and you're not able to. And you're like, whatever, I'm not going to do any of it. doesn't even matter. I'll never get it done anyway. And that can go on and on and on. Like you have a big goal and you've wanted to accomplish it for years. And you decide, oh, well, I did nothing this month to get to it. So I'll never do it and I can never do it. (sighs) Again, I could give you a million examples. But the point is. We have to get rid of this mentality. One faulty decision cannot shake, like, um, one faulty decision, what am I trying to say, shouldn't shape the rest of the outcome, Mm -hmm. right? And I think so often we fall victim to that. 
And if we can get rid of this mentality, we can remember that we're only human and we have to make a mistake and we can get back up and we can start again. And every time we brush ourselves back off, we build that resilience a little bit more. And I think we get stronger and I think we start to believe in ourselves a lot more. So if you think back to our intro, we said it was about making one good decision every day. That is so easy. I mean, I know that every single one of you listening makes one good decision every day. It's impossible that you haven't. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening, you're making a good decision today. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And we know how easy it is to try to fit in everything at once. And, um, but we have to just pick the thing that works the best for us and move forward with that. You can change your course at any time. You are never a victim to the course that you're on. And so let's just release the all or nothing mentality. And if you find yourself sort of in that downward spiral right now, make today the day that you stop. It doesn't even have to be the day, like the afternoon or the morning or the moment. So, yeah. Awesome advice. And I'm someone who falls into that all or nothing. I I think I'm getting climbing my way out of that hole and that mentality. Uh, Just yesterday when we were talking about this episode, I mean, Carly and I ate this luscious salad for lunch and then I follow it up with some chips and then I had a roasted veggie bowl for dinner and like, it's okay, right? I don't have to bash myself and look at my body in the mirror and throw hateful words just because I ate some chips, right? And like maybe a few years ago, I probably would have done that. And then I would have like got Taco Bell or something for dinner because I felt so shitty about myself. So really good lesson, Carl. Um, but we mentioned a really big surprise and another way that we practice self-love and we help build the foundation of self-love is with community. Carly and I, I mean, this is a community right here. We've both been in other communities with like-minded women And typically what happens when you're surrounded by these people, it ignites your personal power and purpose and helps further strengthen that foundation of self-love. I mean, for me, the most profound experiences have unfolded in yoga classes, meditation circles, workshops, trainings, just being with all of my girlfriends at one time. I mean, you can feel the vibration of women coming together and helping us to, yeah, I mean, I've used the word foundation a hundred times now, but I just have to keep going back to it. So on that note, women coming together, connecting with one another, I'm so excited to announce to you guys the first ever yoga retreat that I am leading. It's called the Live Your Journey Retreat, and we've dropped a lot of hints about retreats on this podcast. So it is finally coming to be. Um, I have to say, as the person who's leading it, I'm excited, I'm nervous, I'm anxious, um, but I'm mostly honored to hold space uh, for you women. Hopefully we get to meet some of you in the flesh and just to help you guys, you know, live your journey and live your truth together uh, and make some of these everlasting impressions that seep into your foundation as it continues to unfold for you. Um, so what can you expect on this yoga, meditation, outdoor, amazing retreat? Uh, Carl, what are you going to be doing there? What, what? It's <laughs> happening. Your gateway to self-love, ladies. Um, mm. I'm super excited for you, Allie. I think this is your 
time to shine and I will be there and a supporting role, um, guiding some meditations, uh, leading some conscious conversation and just there to help any and all of you who choose to come um, dive deeper into the concepts we're exploring and um, just to be a shoulder for any of you to lean on. So I'm really excited. I'm so excited. Um, All right, let's just go through the details quickly, but there is an entire page that you can visit to learn more about the retreat and hopefully reserve your spot. So where is it? It's in Costa Rica and it's at an eco lodge called Selva Armonia. The dates are June 19th through June 24th. And to give you a snapshot of what we will be doing every day together, Uh, Our day will start off with a morning ritual practice. It'll be filled with meditation, gentle yoga, pranayama, uh, journaling, intention setting, and reflection. You will be eating super healthy, so three gourmet vegan or vegetarian meals that are prepared there at Salva Armonia. They have their own sustainable farm where they uh, use most of the ingredients to prepare the food or they use locally uh, sourced farmers from around the area. We will also do one fun activity per day. You can think of things like guided waterfall hikes, jungle spas with homemade concoctions and champagne, a sound healing circle with crystal and Tibetan bowls, a day at the beach together, and um, a sunset bonfire that we're calling a fear-burning fire. We will also be doing evening yoga workshops. So these are focused themed classes where you'll learn a bit more like uh, arm balances or inversions, focusing on the chakras or like yummy yin restorative classes. And lastly, there will be time for you to just decompress so you can connect with the other people that are attending or have some R&R time on your own. There's a pool there. It's a beautiful location that's perched atop a mountain overlooking the sea. We are totally in the rainforest. So we're really excited to have a vacation from our vacation on the boat. Um, One more really important mention, if you are interested, we're offering an early bird special where you can save $200 off the price if you register by March 20th. March 20th is also the spring equinox. It's an opportunity to get some growth in. So perfect time to book your retreat and come hang out with us. Yeah. For more information, you can go to our episode notes for this podcast. You can also go to thejourneyjunkie.com and you can read all about everything that I just told you guys. Lastly, if you've never practiced yoga, but you're into connecting with like-minded women being in um, an exotic location and experiencing all the things that I just said, don't worry. You can uh, get on the mat with me, practice in the comfort of your home. And on the retreat page, I'll have some links for you to sign up for beginner yoga program so that you can feel confident and comfortable and walk into the studio um, and practice right alongside us. So Whew, that was a mouthful. Um, yeah, I'm just mostly excited to meet these people that we talk to every week and that I get to teach on the mat every week. So 
ladies, come hang out with us in Costa Rica. We want to see your bright, shining faces. Hell yeah. We cannot wait to meet you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Valentine's Day. We hope that this talk got you excited about potentially joining us. And we also hope that it reminded you that you have all the love you need inside of you to move forward. Don't let one bad decision shape the rest of your decisions for your day or week or months. And remember, you can make one good decision like coming to Costa Rica with us to reshape the way you view yourself and the way you view others and to really plant that self-love seed right inside your heart. So thank you so much for being here. If you're listening and you listen to us all the time, screenshot yourself listening to us and tag us on Insta. We seriously love seeing you guys on social media and it's our best way to connect with you. So we'd love to see who's listening. And on that note, we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye.